listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And we are your resident best friends, here to help you along your relationship journey. Think of us as your very own fun fairies, bringing joy to the process and sprinkling love dust all over the place because it takes a village and we're your community. And you can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And obviously, do not forget to tell all of your friends. And obviously, this is helpful because it shows we have a loyal and growing audience, so it allows us to bring you fabulous offers, and it keeps the lights on for us to keep running the show and contributing to the village. We're going to contribute today by giving you a quick fix of yours truly. Finally, we are catching up. And enjoy it, because we know you will. So... I am getting ready for a date night out. It's like one of the first ones um, that James and I will be going on. Um, It's still a little um, like laced with not like stress necessarily, but like, you know, like I want to put the baby down before we go out. So I'm like trying to keep a schedule of like getting him ready so that like my mom who's staying with the baby doesn't have to like do all the things he can just be in the bed but like you know babies are babies and they do what they want so it's like he might not be ready to go to sleep at that time and then you know like I've got somewhere to be and so you know it's just like it's not always relaxing to do things that you think are relaxing at this stage of the game because of like an not very predictable schedule, but it's fine because that obviously changes as time goes on. It won't always be this way, but you know, it happens. Yeah. It takes a necessary amount of planning because you like, first of all, didn't have a baby. Then you do have a baby and you're getting on a new schedule with the baby. And then you've got like all of these things. I mean, the baby obviously keeps you very, very busy as all babies do because there's so many things to tend to and then things prepping while you're doing the other things and then adding leaving the house into it and it's like a whole new dynamic. Now, where are you guys going on your date night? That is up in the air, but just to dinner somewhere. And that is also laced with a set of challenges because of COVID. So it's like you've got to, you know, restaurants are not, oh, if they don't have outdoor dining, then, you know, their hours are different. And it's just, you know, it is what it is, but we're going to make it work. (laughs) Well, if it were up to me and I got to pick where you go, I would say obviously Red Lobster because you live near one, which is like the rarest of locations ever. And I'm jealous. I happen to be at my mom's in Miami spending two weeks here and she lives right by a Red Lobster, which is why to me, they are so impactful because I grew up like not too far from one. So I just thought it was like Fridays, like, but seafood style. Yeah, no, and it is. And that is exactly what it is. And yes, it is odd that there is one near my new home. But um, yes, there is one right across the street. So if all else fails, we could just hop on over to the Red Lobby Lob and get some um, some chowder. I wish that for you. <laughs> so 
as I mentioned, I'm in Miami and it's funny because leading up to this trip, I was obviously being the planner that I am. I set my Hinge app to the Miami location because they don't charge for that feature. So I put myself in Miami to start the conversations so that by the time I got here, I'd already have dates lined up and like some humans to meet. However, I feel a little bit like I was inundated during that time period and I was able to ignore it because I was still in LA. But now when I got to Miami, I landed and Bumble took over. It was like a whole different ballgame because it just automatically locates you and switches your location to that place. And so I was like bombarded by Bumble people who actually found me on Instagram because I have my profile, my uh, handle written there in my bio, because obviously, instead of waiting for me to do all of the work, I gave them the opportunity to, you know, reach out to me if they want to. But I had so many messages, it was also overwhelming. And some of the people that message me are private. So I'm like, how am I supposed to investigate you now with no profile? And no bio to go by on like a dating app because I haven't swiped on them yet, potentially. So I feel like I'm just swimming in deep water. Is that even a saying? Did I just make that up? Um, I think, but swimming in shark infested waters is another one. Or that it feels a little bit like that. But uh, I also don't know if I'm using that correctly, but it feels that way in my heart right now. So I don't know what to do with all these people that have been reaching out to me and like who to message back and when to even see them. But what I did get from all of this was I think maybe a change of location and being like a big fish. Well, this is not a small pond. I'm going to have to work on my sayings, but yeah, I, I was going to say, are you going to try to do that one too? Because you're probably going to butcher it. No, I've, I've already given up. It's too hard for my brain and it's late. So I think that I am the shiny object amongst people. You're like the new kid in school. Exactly. Thank you for helping me through that because it was really challenging for, again, my brain. Yeah. So I'm the new kid in school and I think I touched down and they were like, oh boy, go get her. And then I, I love it that I'm getting the attention, but I'm also like overwhelmed. But you're overwhelmed. Yeah. I also do think dating in Miami might be my thing because I grew up here. So maybe. It's more my vibe. The human beings might be more my vibe. I like really love like the whole Latin culture and even my family who are not Hispanic at all are very into like Latin music. Like that's just how we grew up. Like I love Latin jazz, bossa nova, Brazilian music, all of that stuff. So to me, dating somebody who has similar tastes or similar culture or similar vibe or family dynamic feels like we might be compatible because we enjoy similar things. And I don't know, I'm making this all up because what do I know? I'm clearly still single. So I'm just sort of throwing things at the wall and hoping it sticks. Is that what the saying is? That's what I'm doing. And we'll see what happens. I'm still here for another week. So maybe on next week's episode, I'll report back. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm going to try and maybe go out with some of these people I've matched with on the apps. But I think I might be a little scared to go out with them because of COVID and stranger danger. And also I leave in a week. So I don't even know what to say to these people to like have it happen quickly enough for all of this to transpire before I leave town. I don't even know what to do. I'm basically stumped and overwhelmed. 
Yeah. And that's understandable because there are a lot of different things in the mix that is making getting off the app a little harder than normal, like the pandemic and that you're out of town and all of that is if it's already not hard enough to do. And we know this is a challenge. Um, And so we can, you know, all of us who have been on dating apps can understand how this is hard and challenging in so many different ways. So like we always say, get your head out of your apps. Getting off the apps is always the goal here, you guys. Keeping the combo flowing is super, super, super important into that next step. So first of all, you need to keep in mind, you never know who you're speaking with and what personality type they might have. So we think if you can just be clear about what you want and what you expect and all of that coming along with a really encouraging energy, it's always the safest way to be. We're really excited that we found this super fun bustle.com article that is filled with combo tips that you can use whilst you're on the apps. And we're going to weigh in on how well we think each one of them would work. But before that, let's visit the Rosé Garden for a gardening sesh with a little game of Rose and Thorn. All right, guys, this is a fun game. And actually, you could probably play this on a dating app. So keep that in mind for when we get into that. Um, But my rose is Austin, my son, is getting a helmet next week. (laughs) And while that... Explain why though, because it's like, while we think it's cute and he's going to be like a pro football player one day, what's the helmet about? So getting a helmet is a kind of a common thing. Um, and it's more of like a new common thing because everybody says that babies need sleep on their backs. It's like the safer way for babies to sleep so that they don't suffocate and like reduces the risk of SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, which is terrifying. But before that, all of our parents, and if you ask the generation before us, they're like, we put you on your stomach and look, everyone's fine. Like, it's just a different theory, I guess. But because of this, babies get flat heads um, from sleeping on their backs. You can try your best to hold them and put cushions under them. And some babies are just more susceptible to it for some reason. And so therefore, now there's this whole industry for like head molding helmets. And it's kind of a common thing. And a lot of babies have them and they're like, it's like braces, but for your head, it is purely cosmetic. Having a flat head is not an actual health risk. It is literally cosmetic. It can maybe cause some things later in life, like TMJ potentially, because things aren't totally aligned in your skull. But like, they often say that even without a helmet, the head could correct itself because they're so moldable that it could end up just self-correcting because the brain is growing and moving the skull around. But some doctors just say it's a safer bet just to get a helmet because it's going to fix the problem in like a month. They, you know, measure the baby's head for a helmet. They mold the head in a way like braces would mold your teeth and like then it makes it not flat anymore. So he is getting a helmet. And it sounds silly, but I'm really thankful that this is like the only thing. Um, There was like a tiny, well, it wasn't tiny. There was like a health scare. Thank God Austin's fine, but it was a faulty test, like when he was like a newborn. And so there was like almost a month of time where my husband and I were like scared that there was like a genetic disorder that was there and thank God that it's not. Again, it was a faulty test and that happens a lot with these genetic disorder testing because they're all so new. Um, and our, my heart goes out to families that don't get the results that we got, which is our child is fine. It was a faulty test, but 
because of that, my perspective is like a helmet. Great. Sounds good. Give it to him. Whereas before I might've been like more stressed out about the fact that my kid is going to have a helmet and oh my God. And you know, you feel sorry for them anyway. Cause you're like, I hope it's not uncomfortable for him. And like, but I'm sure he'll be fine. It's just a helmet. Like, fuck it. I'm so happy that that's all there is. And if that's all that there is, and I'm praying that that's all there ever will be, then that is, makes me a very happy girl. So that is actually, his helmet is actually my rose um, because of that. And then my thorn is the like impending stress of voting. It just like it's upcoming election. It just feels really overwhelming. And I don't know if anybody can relate, but like, I just feel overwhelmed about the amount of research I feel like I need to do to educate myself on like local issues and measures. Those are always worded so confusing and I feel like I'm going to vote for the wrong thing. And I like don't trust politicians at all because uh, honestly, I think they're all untruthful people. Um, I'm sick of everyone not accepting each other's imperfections and not being graceful about it. And I feel like no matter what the outcome is with the election, the world's going to riot and it's just scary and it's not what we need right now. And I'm like over the whole effing thing. And so that's my thorn. And you know what? I don't blame you for that being your thorn. I'm in Miami and at any turn, I feel like a po- like a political conversation might break out and it's very like polarized here and divisive. So it's scary, especially because, you know, for the last three and a half years, whenever I've come here, that doesn't generally come up post-election. So I've lived like free and clear when I've come down here. Now it's the thing everyone wants to talk about. And even when you say, let's not talk about it, they still want to talk about it, or it seeps out because of all the human rights issues that are happening right now, or just the general news, or even COVID and the fact that that's a political issue, whereas it should be a health issue and like just, you know, the safety of our people, but everything becomes about politics. So it's so uncomfortable and tense. And I'm with you about, you know, worrying about what's going to happen after the election too, with like, you know, protests and anything else that might come up from it. I've been watching uh, the handmaid's tale on Hulu and that is pretty scary in terms of watching now because it feels like what could possibly happen because they walk you through how they got to the Handmaid's Tale like era and the different political things that happened to get there. And it started off slowly and then it gradually got worse and worse and women lost all sorts of rights and became like baby makers basically. But I am so stressed about the whole damn thing. While that is not my thorn though, um, my thorn is the damn weather. It's so unpredictable here. I have no idea when it's going to torrential downpour. The other day I woke up and it was a tropical depression with no warning. And I was walking the dogs, doing like my thing, and my glasses blew off my face into a bush. I was blowing away. It was a nightmare. Like my right coat was flying off. I felt like I was in the movie Twister and I was like, what the actual, how did I get here? Why did I come here? I left fires for this and now I'm stuck in this weather. But at the end of the day, there are also like really beautiful days. So I guess it's called balance and I just have to deal with it. But I do remember that being part of why I left Miami because the rain and the thunderstorms and the hurricanes are like just not okay. It's not an okay situation, though you can plan for them like you cannot plan for fires and earthquakes. So I guess they have that. And again, folks, balance. But, you know, my thorn, I think, too, is this whole dating app situation because I, I just am like stuck and and 
a little dreading my future because I feel like if it's this hard to meet people and there's so many people at the tip of my fingers, how am I ever going to find love? And I know that like you probably felt this way when you were single and looking around at other people in relationships and we're not supposed to compare ourselves, but at the same time, you kind of can't help but look at yourself and say, well, why not me? I'm doing all of the things. I'm doing all the self-care. I'm listening to every podcast we do and I'm putting everything into practice. And it's really just hard not to go there and feel like it's a hopeless, dire scenario that will never work out because A, COVID is not helping matters because you can't meet people in real life. And B, people feel unsexy and unromantic on the apps, it seems, because they're all like in a bit of a mood and a funk, just like we all are. And that's just not how people present themselves the best in terms of romance. So I don't know. Granted, I'm criminal of also like not being my best self on the apps because sometimes I have second thoughts about somebody or I just am like not in the mood to respond or too busy. But my heart of hearts wants to find somebody. And I do want to make those vehicles work because I feel like I have these tools they are presenting me with options I I wouldn't normally meet and like also in different cities. So yeah. I need to take advantage of them. But my rose, I wanted to end on a high note is that I am here to celebrate my mom's 70th birthday with her. And we're going to go to a hotel for the weekend and pretend we're on vacation and do it up real fancy. And also my mom got me a keratin treatment for my hair. So I feel fancy. So between the two of us, I think we're just going to really have a lovely time. And even if it rains, we're going to wear bathrobes. We're going to order room service and we're going to do girly shit. I love that you ended on a high note. I did not do that. Whoopsie. (laughs) But also I think that you are stating some things that are transferable to relationships too. Like you're doing a cute staycation when like in times like this, if you are in a relationship or starting a relationship and you don't want to like travel because you can't, but like you want to do something like that. Yeah. Go to a hotel, do a staycation, make the best of it. If there's bad weather or something happens, like pick up the pieces and wear your robes and do something fun, you know, like make the best of the situation, which obviously you and your mom are making the best of the situation that works for you. But like, it can be if something goes wrong or if like something you plan for something and something goes awry, like you can always make the best of something, especially if you're with somebody that you enjoy being with. And the point of all of this is, is that you're trying to find someone you enjoy being with on a potential dating app, because that's kind of the only way right now. So Which is why your two favorite fairy text mothers are here to help you with a few messages to break the ice and find some damn love out there on the apps, you guys. So we mentioned that we found um, this Bustle.com article that was giving some tips on different conversation pieces or starters to continue the flow of conversation when on the apps because it often goes dark or goes stale because you're not seeing the person. And so you need to like pick up the pieces and keep going, right? And now that take this with a grain of salt, guys, we're not saying like keep messaging someone that's not messaging you back. Obviously, if there's been a couple of reach out sessions and you're not responding or they're not responding and it's been like five times or 
three or four times, like goodbye. But one or two times with no response, like that's okay. Um, we have different methods here that we have opinions on to like do a double reach out type thing. But for the most part, we're just going to kind of like riff on some ones that stuck out to us that we think could work, could not work. Maybe we've done, maybe we've had them, um, you know, someone had someone approach us with this type of a line. So we're just going to like kind of tell you what we think and you use it to your advantage, personalize it and see if it works for you. So I love this one. Um, it's like you're expressing some like kind of excitement and um, you're kind of demanding a response with this one. Like you could say something like, you will not believe what happened to me at work today. Now you could fill in the blank with work. It could be anything, but like, doesn't that kind of make you want to be like, oh my God, what? Like, I want to know, right? Absolutely. I think it's exciting and it feels kind of like they're confiding in you and already starting off on like a open and vulnerable front and letting somebody in. But at the same time, it's not that like standard, like, sup or like, Hey, Oh, the worst though is how's your day? Who the fuck cares how my day was? It got worse now that you wrote me like instead put some creativity in it and ask maybe like if something exciting happened to me at work today, like the, could be the flip side of this suggestion. But I love that it's, basically saying to the person like you specifically won't believe what happened to me at work today. Like that person's your partner in crime and they need to hear about your day. I love that. It feels so natural. And like, they're already part of your life. Like it's a friend not that you want a friend, but it feels friendly and that feels approachable and safe in a situation like this. So I love it. It's just very casual. And I think it's a very good one to use. Absolutely. And then, okay. How about this one? Sorry, I didn't get back to you. I lost my phone charger for two weeks. I think this one's funny because it's making a joke about why the conversation lagged and obviously not pointing fingers, but taking responsibility for being the person that did not keep in contact and like making a cheeky joke. Yeah. Okay. Totally get it because like it's clearly not true. Like who would lose their phone charger for two weeks? So like, it's an obvious joke, but, and I think again, guys, we say, take these with a grain of salt. Like I wouldn't like write somebody off just because of something that you think is like not the best approach on a dating app. Although I know the pressure is kind of on because like, that's all you have, but like, I don't personally like this one. I feel like it's patronizing. Like, sorry, I didn't get back to you. I lost my phone charger for two weeks. Like it makes me feel like, no, you didn't. Like, I don't know. I just sort of like, it doesn't rub me the right way. Would I like just be like, oh, fuck that guy and never talk to them again? No, but it would rub me the wrong way. Again, this is, we don't know each other. You guys don't know these people. You don't know what kind of personality types there are or what kind of sense of humor is going to rub someone the wrong way or not. So try to keep that in mind. But I personally feel like I could do a different joke than I could like have a different joke told to me than this. I don't like love this choice, but I get the the point behind it. And if you throw a cute little like, I don't know, um, deprecating emoji with it, then maybe it would feel okay. like, oh, okay. You're taking yeah. blame. Yeah. And you didn't have a better excuse, but you really do still want to chat. So maybe there's a combination effect 
Or maybe you guys can all be more clever than this article and try and, you know, win some people back after you stop talking to them for two weeks. Yeah. Um, Okay. This uh, next one is um, you could approach with, it's pretty simple, but I like it. Um, Anything exciting happened since we last chatted? Um, I think that it's like a cuter way to say what's up, like you said, Jen. Um, And it does evoke a exciting feel because you're using that word and you're trying to get someone to talk about something exciting, which can be exciting. So it's kind of like the fake it till you make it thing. Like you, maybe you don't feel excited, but maybe talking about something exciting gets you excited. And then that makes the conversation enticing. And then you just kind of riff naturally. I think it's really simple. It could feel a little lame in a way because it's still so simple, but listen, if you're in a simple mood and you just want to get chatting, then it's going to work. It's going to do the job. Well, the funny thing is, and I think this is why it's so hard to find the one because everyone has a different opinion on everything and has different preferences. I actually don't like it because I feel like there. if somebody said to me, anything exciting happened since we last chatted, my answer in my head, I probably wouldn't say it out loud, would be, well, you would know if we chatted and we actually like got this thing off the ground. But because yeah. there's been a lull, that's why you don't know if anything has happen that's exciting but what I think could be a good addendum to this might be anything exciting happened since we last chatted if not why don't we go out and make something exciting happen cute so cute and love it and you're not wrong I do see how that could be read that way but again I think that this is so um subjective like subjective because if you're in a mood where you're like what oh like that could rub you the wrong way but if you're like not in a mood, then you could be like, Oh, that's kind of cute. It's just like, so again, people just keep this all in mind, like try to be as open-minded as you can. And like, I know we're analyzing these, these approaches, but like, try not to overanalyze them. We're just going to give you things that like, you could easily just take from like your repertoire or something. But I think that that one's like a mediocre one. It could be good. It couldn't, you know, it just depends. So again, this is subjective because everyone might have their own feelings about this, especially with COVID going on, but how about going to the grocery store? Do you need anything? Now, I have been asked this before, and depending on who the person is and how much you've chatted, I think it could go two ways. One could be cute if you've been chatting, or you you mentioned like that you're gonna have plans at some point. It would be cute if the person then picked up something for you and gave it to you at your plans. Otherwise, to me, it kind of comes off as like, are you inviting yourself over? Ew, fuck off. I completely agree. And I think that it's definitely dependent on how long you've been chatting. So keep that in mind if you're going to use it or if someone uses it on you. But yes, could be presumptuous potentially. Um, Okay, this one is a kind of a good one, I think. Um... Here it goes. I mean, I've been waiting for you to message me back, but I guess I'll take one for the team. So I think it's playful um, and it shows like a little bit of teasing and um, a pretty good sense of humor. And I like that this person, if they used this, it would show that they had a little courage um, to kind of reach out, even though they think maybe they not might not be getting like, a positive vibe potentially. Um, 
and they're, you know, kind of sticking their neck out on the line, like, hey, you know, hello, here I am, like showing a little vulnerability as well. I might need, speaking of courage, a little courage to send this myself. Um, and that goes into a deeper issue of why that double standard is so unfair. Like girls should be able to reach out to guys and not feel like they can't go get what they want. I personally believe, but there's like, you know, gender roles in society. And a lot of women have been made to feel uncomfortable about doing stuff like that. But if you don't feel uncomfortable, and I don't think that we should, especially for all those people out there that believe in equality, here's your example, like, go and get it if you want. And and it could be taken as a very cute little tease. And, and somebody might like that. So, um, you know, I like that. I guess I'll take one for the team button. I think that's very cute and playful and, and cheeky. Okay. So while I see all of that in terms of the cheekiness and like putting themselves out there, I also kind of feel like it's playing a game a bit where, I mean, he's the person, I don't know why I see this as a he, maybe because I'm judging how I would react to if I got this message, I would almost feel like, um, I'm sorry, like, so now you're putting it on me to be the one to have to message you. So if the person's waiting for you to message them back, it seems a little bitter. And that's the thing, like, it might come off a little passive aggressive, which is why I think I like the next one even more. But again, it depends on who you're talking to. It depends on your banter. It depends on your senses of humor. But I like this one. If we're playing the who can go longer without messaging the other game, I think I just lost because... I kind of feel like it's saying like, I wanted to text you anyway, so I don't care if I lose this game. Yes. Love it. I agree. This is a much better approach. Um, but they're, they're two, um, different ways to do a similar thing. And I love the, like, I guess I just lost. It takes off that potential, like, um, game playing sort of error that you were mentioning with the other one. And I think that, um, it it's like a little cuter and a little softer. Yeah. And I would I would like it. If somebody like messaged me that, I would love that. I would think like, oh my God, this guy is not afraid to go for after what he wants and like is gonna probably be like a good planner potentially. That could be reading into it, but it just seems like he's like a go-getter. Oh, you had me at planner and I agree with you. I think it shows enthusiasm and persistence, which Who doesn't love when you are trying to find love? You want somebody to actually like you. So if somebody shows interest, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I love, love, love. I think it might be my favorite one. And it's definitely like a conversation starter for sure. And it can be very interchangeable. But the specific one that Bustle gave was, this is their example. Um, Okay. I've been thinking about it. And I think if you were a shoe, you'd be a white high top converse. Now, maybe we need to leave white out of it because people are super sensitive about colors these days, which I understand, but you could say something else. Point being is you don't have to talk about a shoe. You could talk about a movie. You could talk about a flower. You could talk about a freaking TV show. You could talk about uh, a sports team, whatever. I think you pick something you're super interested in or something that the other person who you're giving the line to is interested in based on stuff they've mentioned in their profile and then put in, uh, if you were this thing, you'd be this type of this thing. And I think it is like so creative 
so unique. I've never been told any of this or been approached like with this sort of line ever. And I would instantly be like, oh my God, love need to go out with this person instantly because they're probably so creative and fun and like not void of interesting things to discuss on the date. Absolutely. It even reminds me of the prompt on Hinge that's like favorite uh, or like, high, uh, what is it? Uh, celebrity crush growing up. And like a lot of people put Punky Brewster and I, my dad used to call me Punky because I looked like Punky Brewster growing up. So often, or it's like the other one is Kelly Kapowski. So whenever it's those two, somebody always reaches out to me and is like, you actually remind me of my crush growing up and then it's like a great conversation starter and you can bond over like nostalgia of some kind or whatever the thing is and then it also opens you up to questions like well why do you think that like that's so funny coincidentally I actually am wearing white converse right now or I'm watching saved by the bell the reunion like who knows I just think like you said it's a great one because it shows creativity and like opens the conversation up. So does the next one, which is something like, I'm getting tired of my workout routine. Do you have any suggestions? Because you're asking somebody for help, which is always a great thing. You're giving them the time of day. You're showing that you care what they think about. And you're talking about a specific topic that isn't, how's your day? So instead it could be like, I'm getting tired of my Netflix queue. What do you got? Tell me what to watch next. Whatever the case may be, the other person will open up and be happy, I'm sure, to share their opinions because people love to talk, hence this podcast. Yes, I completely agree. I would personally love that exact one because it speaks to my interest. But yes, of course, there are all different types of interests. So maybe you could gauge, hey, if you can tell that person likes to work out, like based on their pictures or profile, that could be something you might want to ask. Or again, stick to what you're interested in. If you're interested in working out or you're interested in knitting, ask a fucking question about how to do a cross stitch. Okay. I don't know. But like, you just keep some of those things in mind if you're looking for specificity. But I think that regardless, it's a super, super, um, interesting way to approach something because of the asking for help like you mentioned, Jen, and I think everyone likes to feel like they're helping or, you know, sharing with somebody something that they might be interested in too. That's always fun. Um, Okay. This one is, I think my second favorite and be careful with it though. So you could say, Hey, um, I need to settle debate with my roommates. Is cereal a meal? Now I know, we know, we know we all you heard is roommate. Okay. But it's really cute. If you're a certain age range, roommate is fine. If it's a deal breaker for you, great. But this is just the example, like roommate or not, you could settle a debate Um, And I think you probably just need to leave religion and politics out of this debate question that you're forming. But I love that settle a debate, me and my coworker or my best friend and I are trying to decide, you know, is blah, 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 whatever. Um, And I think it, again, it feels like you're involving someone in a little bit of your personal life, but it's not too personal. And it's, who doesn't like to friendly debate? It's like, you're going to have a conversation. There's no way that the conversation would die after that. And if it does, then somebody is bad at it. And that should be a red flag. Like you're not going to be able to talk on the date in person, because if you're asking for a debatable topic and someone just like doesn't respond with like something interesting or fun or doesn't banter back and forth, like a ping pong match, like that is, then that person needs to check their pulse. 
Oof, I agree. Banter is pretty much everything and tells you a lot about a person and like the kind of vibe you'll have and like whether you can have fun together because at the end of the day, we all get ugly and old. So like you want to find somebody who you can talk with and banter with and joke with and have serious conversations with. So really talking is the most crucial, I think, in terms of compatibility. So this is a good one. Good gateway question to finding that out. Now, this one's sort of similar to the other ones, but I love it so much. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm double messaging. How are you today? Now, I don't like the how are you today because like you're fine. Everyone's fine, whatever. But I like the concept of saying I'm double messaging because it's calling out the fact that the person really wants to talk to you. Even if you haven't written back yet, they're eager to communicate. They want to take things further. They want to keep up the momentum. And I really think showing interest again is like never going to hurt unless somebody's a crazy stalker and like annoying and not catching the drift of like fizzling out. Otherwise, it's super charming and endearing and I'm all for it. So charming and cute and it's self-deprecating, but not too negative. There is a fine line between self-deprecation and being too negative. Find it and don't cross it because nobody likes that. This is on the other end of the self-deprecating tone of the cute side of it. Um, It's... It sounds like someone that has a great sense of humor and someone that's not afraid to show their feelings. And I love the, okay, I'm doing it. I'm double messaging. Like, just steal that, you guys. Just say, okay, I'm doing it. I'm double messaging. And then whatever else you want to button it up with. But I love the, like, it sounds so conversational, the way that those two sentences are formed. I think you could totally just use this one and, like, you're going to make someone smile. Okay, and this one is, like, really simple. And I think if you are the type of person who literally just wants to like get cut to the chase, this is a good one. Here it is. Not that creative guys, but it's good. Hey, I think you're super cute and I'd love to chat more. Here's my number. So it's direct and it's simple. And I think with a little bit of banter before this, not too much needs to occur, but a little before this, so it doesn't seem like you're coming in too hot, is good, and then just do it. Someone who wants to get off the app and and get into potentially the next step, like a FaceTime date or safely going out into the world and meeting, this is what they're going to want to hear. Getting off the app is like everyone's complaint. It's like literally 99% of the complaints that like nobody gets off the app and no one asks out on dates. So just do it. If someone says no, move on to the next. But I think after a little bit of banter, like just a little back and forth, I think this is a totally direct way to just cut to the fucking chase. Absolutely. I'm with you there. And I've used this one before because the way I see it is this. While it might seem a little forward, it's like what our friend Brian Howie has said in the past, you know, like we got to give sometimes the green light and then men know like we're dropping that handkerchief and they can make their move and I'm just saying you know from like the dynamic that is like a female and male dynamic and also if we're considering it being like a little old-timey times where men might contact women or make that first move you're still making a move by saying I am interested here is my number and also vice versa like if a guy does it I think that's cool too the person on the receiving end of that message has the ball in their court. So if they're not interested, no harm, no foul. You've already expressed your interest. You barely know each other. So it's not like your heart's going to be broken, but at least you're showing initiative, you're showing interest, 
and you're helping this process get off the damn app and everyone can find their happy ending. These are our suggestions to you all. We hope you try them out. We also want to hear from you to see if you've tried any of these or if you do try any of these, let us know how it goes. And if you've got other ones that you want to add to the list, like, hello, tell us because I'm still single and I need to use these. If you've got some personal experiences with any of them, that is fun too because then we can circle back and uh, let everyone know, yeah, this one had some negative thoughts or this one works for a lot of people. Either way, you got to do what's best for you. Everyone has a different personality, so keep that in mind. But um, keeping your own interests in your approaches is always a good, safe thing because you can always talk about that. So, um, and that could... Um, you know, evoke someone to talk about their interests as as well. And then that is going to keep a conversation flowing. It's all about keeping a conversation flowing and then eventually getting off the app. And the last one that we gave you is always a really good way to get off an app. So even if you're having fun chatting on an app, just button it up with that. Hey, I'd love to chat more. Here's my number. And then you can move on from there because dating apps are designed to be deleted. Correct. So let's try to do that. Let's make dating great again. Thank you, Lauren, for all of your wisdom because you are a North Star at this point and you deserve to go on a wonderful date night and hopefully stress-free because you've really, you know, you're, you're killing it. So you deserve it. Well, thanks for saying that. Thank you, Jen, for all of your input because you're in it and you're in it to win it and you always have such a positive approach to things and you're always giving everyone like the uh you know on the hour on the half and when it breaks news about dating and we always appreciate that it's very current in your opinion it comes from a very educated place so everyone's down for that always um and I'm really happy I'm your north star but let me just say that is very nice Everything takes work every step of the way and it's a constant growth and evolution. So, and while I'm very happy, that's not just to say I'm not, I'm just saying, just keep in mind every step of dating and relationships takes work and growth and constant communication. So don't sleep on that y'all. All right. Well, Jen, remind everyone where they can find you on the socials and the dating apps. Ooh, you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social media platforms and obviously every dating app and also in Miami. So if for some reason, you know someone who knows someone who has a brother and you want to set me up with that person feel free to reach out hook a sister up let me know while I'm in town who I need to go out with please do and you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds and maybe you'll see some uh, Instagram stories about my date night Ooh, can't wait all right everyone tune in next week for an all-new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guest Laura Day and if you want to join the class of master daters do not forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And obviously, it's complicated wherever you get your podcast. Rate, comment, tell a friend. We want to hear from you. We'll be back next week. Love you long time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 